We think that imagination is a good thing. That being creative and letting your imagination run wild is something positive that you lose as you get older. But it's not entirely a good thing. There's some difficulties that come with imagination that runs wild. Because as you become more and more aware of the reality around you and of everything that could possibly go wrong, your imagination has more fuel to use to worry for anxiety. And so the more imaginative you are, the more you exist in your own daydreams, the more you're susceptible to the anxieties of everyday life. And there is a never-ending supply of fuel for anxiety. And so in the middle of a conversation, you might think that you're in the room in front of someone and talking to them when if you really pay attention to your consciousness, you're barely even aware that you are present. You're barely even aware that there's another person in front of you. Oftentimes we are so caught up in our own imaginations about what another person might think about us, how another person might react to what we say about the way that we're sitting, our tone. And we exist in that reality so deeply and so intensely that we don't even recognize that it's happening. And so it's a sort of, it's very counterintuitive because the deeper you are in your own world of imagination, the less aware you are that you are imagining. Imagine a dream that's very realistic. The more realistic the dream, the deeper you are embedded in it, the less likely it is that you'll be able to recognize the fact that it is a dream. And so we kind of find ourselves in this position where we really have to sharpen our attention and train like a muscle this tool, this tool of aiming attention and this tool of recognition really is the, the root of the solution. It's the tool of recognition of one's own consciousness, where it is residing at the present moment. Because we think our consciousness resides in the moment. We say, okay, someone says, all right, be present in the room, in the conversation. And our mind can oftentimes just immediately go into thinking about being in the present moment. So even when we think we are existing in the present reality, in the, in the, in the physical embodied world, we are so caught up in our own imagination that we simply look at the gates through which we should enter.
and becoming aware of your consciousness where it resides in the present moment and then just sitting there and watching yourself thinking about being present is the equivalent of looking for something that is hidden behind gates and then finding the gates and being like yes i found it and then just staring at the gates <laughs> which is why which is why it's so easy to get bored in meditation it's probably because of the meditation is all wrong not wrong in the sense that there is a right or wrong way to do it but do you really just want to sit there and think about the gates or do you want to go in because the real reason you want to become aware of the present moment isn't so that you keep trying to convince yourself to return back to the thought or the idea or the imagination of being in the present moment it's to step behind the imagination and just to be we have this sort of in our culture this idea that we should always be productive we should always be working towards something and the concept of not doing and not thinking and not producing something or improving our ability to produce something is almost heretical. We go on vacation so that we can work harder when we return. Think about the way in which people talk about their breaks, their non-doing. Even if people recognize the utility of mindfulness and recognize the utility of not doing it usually has this connotation that it is for some purpose some predetermined purpose so that my mind is calmer so that i am more productive so that i am happier and it's not that those aren't good things but as long as we think as long as we think that we have the conclusion and we're just putting the steps between now and the conclusion we won't be able to move in guidance of the compass of the now if we have a predetermined destination of becoming calmer we automatically consciously or unconsciously filter out our experience in such a way that we try to achieve that thing at which we're aiming. And what happens is that when we do that, we are no longer moving in the present moment. We are 
guiding ourselves to a conclusion. And there is, it's not that there is something inherently wrong with that. It's not that I disagree that we should do that in certain contexts, but I'm just pointing the finger towards the recognition that we do this automatically. We do this unconsciously. And and when we when become when we become aware of that, we can decide to perturb that tendency and then just see what happens. What if you became conscious of the present moment, became conscious of your embodied experience, became conscious of an object of meditation, not towards some purpose? What if you just paid attention? And then what if you didn't even have the purpose of paying attention, right? What if we just kept stepping back behind that and said, actually, no, I'm not going to pay attention to anything. I'm not going to try anything. I mean, try it. See how difficult it actually is. You think doing things is hard? Well, we're trained our whole lives to do things and to focus on things and to aim at things, which is why we exist in our own minds continually because, well, basically because we imagine the world in which we want to be in and we imagine ourselves in that future. We want that to happen. And then we say, all right, I figured out what the conclusion is. And I'm just going to step, step, step until I get there. And because we exist on that level, we miss all the steps along the way. And the reason that's a problem is because at each one of the steps that we make towards our goal, there is the possibility of some small form of course correction or some small form of beautiful experience of love, of, of truth, something beautiful that's there, which we miss because it's not part of the destination. And because we're so focused on destination, we miss all the steps along the way. It's the sort of fear that if we stop being so obsessive about the destination of what we want, what we think we want for ourselves, that we will sort of enter this place of chaos where everything is uncertain and and we're just dragged around by the winds, by our own impulses, by other people. 
But that's not what I'm... That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the movement from the guiding... The guiding light coming from the imagination of the mind to the reality of the heart and of the gut and of the body. We have the ability to experience truth and experience our lives in an embodied way in which our mind and our heart and our gut and the other things that I'm, well, that I don't quite have worded out. There's a possibility for those to be working in union, but many of us have become so disembodied that we do not know how to listen to our own hearts anymore. We do not know what to do there. And even if we do listen to our hearts or to our guts, we do it and then we go, no, actually, I've already decided that I'm doing this, right? We sort of default to our thinking. No, I want to be social right now. I don't want to feel this uncomfortable feeling or I don't want to be tired. I want to be talking to other people. And so my gut is telling me that I need to rest or that I have something important to think about, but I'm in the situation and I want to be the kind of person who blah, blah, blah. You know, there's all these things that we can do that lead us away from the present experience and into some sort of imagined reality. And then we exist so deeply in that reality. We get so good at imagining ourselves that our entire system believes its own imagination. I mean, this happens to me hundreds of times each day, and only sometimes do I become aware of it. And only recently, too, that I have some task, for example. I'm in the shower and I need to shampoo my hair. And so for the duration of that task, I exist in the reality where the only thing that matters is the completion of that task at any cost. And so I exist in, a, in the imagination where my consciousness is sort of viewing the rea reality from the perspective of my hair and the needs of my hair and how I should move my fingers so that I, I get all of it <laughs> and that I do a good job of it. And so, and so what happens is sometimes I become aware that that is an imagination and I start noticing the rest of my body. And immediately I recognize that my shoulders have become tense and that I'm making this sort of clenched face and that my, my entire system is just sort of 
a slave to this one task and that until I complete it, I am sort of putting myself under martial law where the other needs of the system are being completely ignored. And then I can decide to let that go. But to let that go, I need to actually choose not to do as good of a job shampooing my hair. I go, you know what, I'm keeping my consciousness partially in my body and partially in the task, but I'm not going to give it all completely away to the task of shampooing my hair. I'm actually going to choose right now to do a less good job at it. I'm going to give it 90% instead of 100. We're so used to trying our best. Why are we always trying our best at everything? Can't we just be average? Sometimes, why do we need to be the best at everything that we do? Why do we need every task to be done to the absolute max perfection that it can be done? Well, we can just decide in advance that we're going to do a worse job at something than we normally do. And that instead of existing only in that task, we will pay attention to the feelings and the sensations that occur in us during it. And you know what will happen is you start to become aware that your entire day is filled with unnecessary tension and unnecessary hostility towards yourself. Your entire day is filled with this need to constrain and repress every sensation and every feeling to get a certain thing done and that all we do is we move day after day moment after moment from doing one thing to the next and suffering intensely through it all and for no good reason we put the weight of the world on these really small things. I have to get this right. I have to do this, this project, or I have to fill up my water bottle, or I have to wash these dishes, and or I have to walk from here to there. And we sort of turn off our entire being until we finish certain tasks, we go, my inner state isn't important in comparison to the task that I'm pursuing. And we abuse that ability to marshal law and order within us because sometimes that's appropriate. Sometimes you really just need to do something right. But more often than not, you just, you don't need to suffer so much in everything that you do. Things can just be okay. Things can just flow. You can just flow. And if you feel like you need to do something, if you have some task, 
you can do the task and decide not to let it take over your life. Because our natural proclivity is to wake up and let everything that we do dominate our attention and we exist in our imagination about how we want different situations to work out. We exist in our own imagination about our, our hopes for what will happen. And meanwhile, all of existence passes us by and we have the ability to engage with it, but, but we don't. And in small moments here and there, we are able to experience what it's like to actually exist in an embodied way. And we, and we value those experiences a lot. When you're having a good conversation and your friend says something really funny and you just laugh and all your ideas about what you're trying to accomplish and what, <laughs> who you think you are for a moment can get thrown out the window and you're just laughing. But even in that, you can become aware of how you how you constrain your laugh because you don't want to you don't want to sound a certain way and in every positive beautiful experience there is always the foothold for you weren't good enough you didn't do that right there's always the possibility to do that and you can rationalize it to yourself you can say yeah but i want to get better i want to make other people more comfortable i want to you know and we're so smart and we're so sophisticated that we can come up with endless rationalizations about why we do certain things about why we don't allow ourselves to just be there's an endless amount of reasons you can come up with for suffering an endless amount you can keep justifying it to yourself but in reality, you're making excuses for you're making excuses for your inability to remove yourself from the incessant imaginations of yourself and of and of the past and the future that you exist so deeply in. And you can just stop making excuses and then just allow it 